Hello. Hey. And an extra hello from Higgins, who is here. Hey, Higgins. Quick programming notes. My AC is acting up, so I am in a room with a portable unit. I'm going to try my best to do some noise reduction on the recording to get rid of that. But if you hear any ambient humming, that is the machine. And if you hear any purring, that's Higgins. (laughs) Because Higgins likes to lay directly on your chest like a horrible, weighty scarf. If you're a lucky listener, one of these two things is an ASMR thing for you. So (laughs) You're like, I'm so into it. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of sounds, that's what we're going to be dealing with today. We're going to talk about Boots Riley and the coup. Heck yeah. Uh, Let's get into it so we don't run out of time. Uh, We're going to kind (laughs) of cover this like last time with uh, doing kind of a biography bit and then getting into the tunes themselves. All right, cool. Well, I was in charge of biography bit. I let you have the fun half this time. So let's get into it. Boots Riley. Uh, he is a director, producer, screenwriter, rapper, and a communist activist. Uh, quite the resume. Yeah, I really like the last one there. <laughs> I think you're really going to like uh, some of his bona fides. What'd he do? So he's most well known for the movie Sorry to Bother You, covered on this very show, and also his music with The Coup and uh, Street Sweeper Social Club. Uh, but he really is like... I would say an activist and and communist through and through, uh, even going back to his roots. All right. What was he doing in these early years to prove himself to be an activist? (laughs) Uh, Well, he comes from a very uh, leftist background. Uh, So his father, uh, Walter Riley, was born to tenant farmers in North Carolina, and he got involved in Durham's NAACP and the Congress of Racial Equality. He organized sit-ins, voter registration drives, and more. His father moved to San Francisco in 1965 and continued working with the Congress of Racial Equality, um, as well as Danny Glover. Yes, that Danny Glover, uh, (laughs) who was a classmate at uh, San Francisco State College, um, and they were just like activists together there. Yeah, Danny Glover, he's a he's a comrade as well. Yeah, yeah, I love it. In 1968, his dad was organizing city bus drivers, uh, anti-eviction protests, um, and also worked with the Peace and Freedom Party. Um, as far as his mother goes, uh, her name was uh, Anitra Patterson. His grandmother, so Anitra's mother, was Jewish and fled the Nazis uh, and arrived in the States in 1938. So, like, it, you know, he has kind of a Jewish background there. Uh, but his mother studied at San Francisco State College until she met Walter. And they moved to Chicago in 1970 to continue organizing. And that's where uh, Boots was born. He was born Ray Riley. Hard to say. <laughs> Ray Riley. Ray Riley. <laughs> born in Chicago, April 1st, 1971. Another Aries. <laughs> and his nickname, in case you were wondering, came... From wearing boots. Like, he wore, like, some boots on a, like, class field trip. And people were like, that's boots. Oh, there's old boots with the boots again. I mean, that's a pretty sweet nickname. As far as nicknames go, there are worse (laughs) nicknames. (laughs) So they moved to Detroit, where Walter was an activist in the United Auto Workers. uh, And he even, like, fought the Klan a couple of times. In 1979, his parents divorced, and Walter moved back to the Bay Area to study law. He later became 
uh, a social justice attorney uh, representing Black Lives Matter activists, and also uh, led groups like the Haiti Emergency Relief Fund and the National Lawyers Guild. Meanwhile, uh, Riley started um, getting interested in the arts through his grandmother, uh, who ran the Oakland Ensemble Theater. Um, So that's kind of like where he got some of his interest in the stage. But like, dude, he started off really fucking early with activism. Like, I'm so I'm like, damn, what the fuck have I been doing? (laughs) Because (laughs) at age 14, he started helping organize with the Anti-Racist Farm Workers Union, uh, which basically was a group that was formed because they were refused help from the United Farm Workers uh, because they were like undocumented immigrants. And so uh, Riley was involved really early. He was helping like decorate their flatbed truck for like parades and rallies and stuff. He was making signs. He was like setting up sound systems. And like, there's an interview where he was like, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I just like, just did it. like the way he described it was like a van showed up to my house with some like cute girls and they're like you want to go to the beach and i was like yeah and he's like all right cool well first we're gonna like decorate this truck for a thing and then we'll go to the beach <laughs> <laughs> like all right that's our new strat we're just gonna get a bunch of hot girls <laughs> yeah drive around hot girls hot guys hot people yes <laughs> we just need hot communists and that's how we're gonna get people to do things i guess hot communists we have a day of action and then we go to six flags <laughs> sounds i mean yeah i could i could see it working <laughs> um let's see when his high school was facing some cutbacks oakland high school he and his friends organized a walkout and 2000 out of the 2200 students walked out so like everybody was on board man I would not like to be one of the 200 that stayed. <laughs> Fucking nerds. I mean, I get it. Some of, you know, if, if you had like literally uh, impairments that, that prevented you oh, from yeah, taking Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's like, true. Other than that, you kind of <laughs> suck. If you're like a teacher's kid, that would probably suck. <laughs> yeah. By the time he was 15, he had joined both the Progressive Labor Party um, which was like an explicitly Marxist-Leninist organization. Yeah, I mean, they're they're still around. Nice. And the International Committee Against Racism. So, like, this is all a fucking teenager. It's <laughs> more than I was doing. I, fuck, I didn't even know, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at that age. I don't, my political takes were garbage, so. <laughs> yeah, this is impressive to be on it so early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so. He starts off as a UPS loader, um, like loading up planes, basically, and starts hanging out with one of his coworkers, and they decide to start uh, a band. So they start The Coup in 1991 uh, with a guy named E-Rock, who was his coworker, and then also um, rappers Spice One and Moprim Shakur. And then later they added DJ Pam the Funkstress, which is a fantastic name. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Riley was kind of the head of the group, you know, chief lyric writer and music producer. He also, in like the same year, founded something called the Mau Mau Rhythm Collective, which put on hip hop edutainment concerts and basically were doing organizing through music. Like they're doing community projects. Uh, like they worked with the Black Panther Alumni Association, uh, Cop Watch, and like protested against like police brutality. Uh, it was really cool. That was a, so. That was like a like a kind of blend of things going on. 
So yeah, basically he used this collective to um, help organize young people. Uh, at one point in 1996, they led a rally called Take Back the Lake against this like anti-cruising ordinance that was like clearly targeting black people. And like this group of young people stormed a private city council meeting and turned it into a public meeting. Whoa. So they just like <laughs> took it over. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, like, it's just interesting how he uses, I mean, just, like, organizing in general, but also particularly music and organizing to, like, get people interested. Like, he led a workshop on on art and organizing, and um, they, like, traveled on this flatbed truck to, like, protest Proposition 21, which would increase penalties for youth offenders in Oakland. Um, And they just, like, traveled around doing concerts for people and also talking about the issues. So, pretty cool. That's a powerful recruiter. As Emma Goldman said, if you're a revolution, if you can't dance in your revolution, you don't want to be a part of it. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's true. We got to be hot. We got to dance. Checklists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be hot. But you just have to know hot people. Yeah. Or they have to be involved. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Let's go through a couple more cool activist shit and then we'll get to the rest of his resume. But I mean, this part of the resume is pretty awesome. So... <laughs> Uh, in 94, he co-founded the Young Comrades, which is like a very militant leftist group. So that's cool. 98, he helped found the Black Radical Congress. In 2002, he taught a high school class entitled Culture and Resistance, Persuasive Lyric Writing. And this was at the School of Social Justice and Community Development in Oakland. So like, what a fucking cool class. <laughs> yeah, um, I would much rather take that than macroeconomics. For real. More useful. So, yeah, I mean, like, he is just has such a rich background in this. And, like, I was reading uh, this this New York Times article where they were interviewing him in Oakland. And they're like, dude, walking anywhere with this guy takes forever because everybody knows him there. And they all, like, stop and chat with him. And there was, like, a lady who had, like, a, a theater show going on in her salon and shit. And he just, like, knows everybody and is involved deeply with his community, which I just thought was really cool. That is wild. I mean, it's great that he, I don't know, has made these connections, has, it's just impressive. Like back in the day, if you had put this stuff together and maybe, maybe back in the day they were, they were more worried or more of, they thought it was more of a threat, but I mean like, you know, Fred Hampton was this popular and shit and look what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is impressive. Um, just the, the amount of organizations he either founded or was involved in. And he seems to, like, still be in it. And I, I don't know, like, how much on-the-ground stuff he's doing these days, but, like, in terms of his, his politics and stuff, I mean, like, he's, you know, was participating in the Occupy movement in, like, 2011. Um, you know, he was, like, he's, like, very open about, like, how he feels about things. Like, he, I mean, he describes himself as a communist, which is hard to find in the States. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, he's not like doing vanguard revolutionary party stuff of like really doing illegal <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, plotting or anything, but still this is a lot to us, you know, from our point of view. And it's a lot more than anyone that you hear online talking about stuff. Most of us are not doing this sort of stuff, yeah. you know, being this active. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of backtrack to some of his projects. Um, let's start with the music cause we're going to be listening to that later. So one album that particularly stands out is the album Party Music, 
<laughs> set to release in like September of 2001. Uh, and it featured <laughs> the group standing in front of the Twin Towers as they exploded. Yeah, and they're like at the bottom, like pushing a button or something. Yes, yes. Well, it's funny as the photo was taken in May of that year. Mm -hmm. So like complete and fucking total coincidence. But they had to delay the release because they're like, oh, this uh, this does look like we knew about this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or we're making fun of it now or something. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, the controversy did continue because, I mean, Riley, being Riley, spoke up about the 9-11 attacks and said, like, uh, let's see, quote, Last week's events were symptomatic of a larger backlash against U.S. corporate imperialism, which, like, yes. Yes, they were. (laughs) They were. (laughs) They were still bad, but they were. Yeah, yeah. Other music highlights. In 2003, uh, Boots Rally started collaborating with Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine, and also Audio Slave, which I didn't know. They started the Tell Us the Truth tour, which was uh, supposed to kind of point towards media monopolies and also protested like trade issues about the uh, free trade area of the Americas. They also started a group together called the Street Sweeper Social Club. And then in 2008, on a tour with the band Galactic, uh, police actually interrupted the concert to charge Boots with abusive language, which like is extremely rare to do that during a live performance. At a concert? Yeah. 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 Was he like in doing it in front of an elementary school or something or a church? <laughs> it's just a regular ass show. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super curious to hear some music, see how abusive it is. <laughs> he also has a film career, as you know, he studied film at San Francisco State University. And um, we've already talked about this a little bit in our episode, but Sorry to Bother You was based on his time working as a telemarketer. Some other kind of nuggets from that movie. He actually tossed a soda can at the heads of police officers uh, during his time uh, at college. The officers in question were protecting neo-Nazis who were demonstrating in Union Square. (laughs) Because, of course, they were. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. uh, The soda can bit made it into the movie. (laughs) That was a funny part. That was really good. (laughs) So yeah, I, I read a few interviews uh, with him that came out like around the time the movie came out. And, you know, one of his points was like, hey, man, everyone's seeing this as a very relevant movie for the Trump era. But like, I wrote this during the Obama years and like nothing fucking changed, basically, you know, like it, this applies too. so I thought that was nice. Yeah, like and you get that from the music, too, is he's, he's not saying, oh, we can solve this with <laughs> one party or the other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During his acceptance speech at the Independent Spirit Awards, uh, his speech got cut off because he was criticizing U.S. involvement in the Venezuelan presidential crisis. So not a super independent spirit there. <laughs> Where they were trying to do the coup? Is that what he was? Remember the yes. uh, the Venezuelan coup or whatever that they were trying to? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was in reference to. <laughs> and they shut him down for that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, sorry. Not, yeah, like you said, not that free. <laughs> and uh i'm excited about this he is working on a tv series um and it's called i'm a virgo and i cannot wait to learn more i'm very interested <laughs> sure it might be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but overall i mean like he just seems like a really cool dude and like in one of the interviews i was reading uh he stated his goal as uh to quote 
help build a mass movement that can use withholding of labor as a strategy for social change. End quote. Yeah. Pretty good. I don't know. Like I, I also, because I was reading a lot of interviews that, that were around the same time as sorry to bother you is it was a good revisiting of that film and it's, it's, uh, motifs and stuff. And like, I, I particularly liked kind of his, um, view on the Tessa Thompson character, like the artist girl. And he was like, yeah, I mean, like, in a way, that's kind of a critique of my earlier work of, you know, only trying to do art as, as a way to make change and like showing that, yeah, you can, but it's not always going to work. So he would characterize his earlier output as more direct than his later output? Earlier work being the activist stuff or the music stuff i was thinking like music if there is there is he reading some progression into his music that's like before i was trying to say hey let's make change and then later i didn't do that as much or i think so like i i think i read something about him saying like yeah my early work was very like blatant and very like it's like reading like a pamphlet almost (laughs) yeah so i think he like kind of used that character explore to explore like how can you affect change with art and is that worth doing or what? So, All right. So with that, let's jump into the discography of The Coup. We're going to start back with their debut studio album, Kill My Landlord. Great title. I'm already in. Excellent. Uh, we're on board. Uh, and <laughs> I want to start with the title track, Dig It. And when you were saying um, that he's very direct and it's like a pamphlet, He's very direct. <laughs> it's like one. a pamphlet. Well, okay. Let's do it. Presto with the communist manifesto. Gorillas in the midst of the Marvin Amanesto. So, what a brother with an afro now. Yo, go a flow for the Mac and we the hoes. So, grow cause the Lucian brothers might get home. Rhetoric flowing from the tip of my mouth. Say tongue deficit. Money spit. Catch the glint. Oh, my not as they cut welfare 25%. And I just sit as I glitch and raise my we fist We did away with that So you can get with this It's a twist cause we'll overthrow like Kwame and Kuma Spread around the wealth as if it were a business rumor Bam, cut the record like a surgeon Cut the tumor from a brain We're all cooped up so feel the pain From 400 years of exploitation Anesthesia provided by your local TV station Patience is not a virtue I ain't Turn this shit over like Bush Did a boatload of hate it. That was fucking fire, first off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is from 1993, as you can oh, tell from A great the... year to be alive. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so very old school. I uh, love it. In style. But yeah, he starts out strong. I mean, the fourth word is, uh, the, for, the fourth phrase there is communist manifesto. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can use dialectics, like the word dialectic in your rap, that's very impressive. Yeah, no, the whole thing, he's name dropping. COINTELPRO, love that. <laughs> Ernesto Guevara, uh, Mao Zedong, Kwame Nkrumah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's dope. Also apt for this week because... Columbus! This past Monday, yeah. <laughs> Good old Columbus got a shout out in this one, which I love. The only shout out that is appropriate, which is fuck Columbus. Yeah, we should also take a moment to say fuck Columbus. <laughs> Absolutely. And a very fuck Columbus to you too. <laughs> okay, so it's really good. I gotta say, like, I had a moment where I forgot we were doing a podcast, and I was just fucking jamming. And yeah. I was like, "Fuck, I need to like pull up the lyrics so I can pay attention." <laughs> right? It's it's uh that's that's a good one. Into it, it's gonna be hard to pick a segment to cut for the sh- for the show. So as usual, we will be providing a Spotify playlist link for this stuff, um, so you can listen to all of it. We're just gonna cut a small bit for the pod mm, yeah that sounds good cool well i didn't know all those names who are all those all those people who are all those people all right uh <laughs> which people ernesto Guevara. who's that that's che oh fuck i forgot that was his name <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's fine he usually goes by che so i know kwame nkrumah yeah kwame nkrumah uh he was president of ghana uh, he was like a revolutionary, though. Uh, so he was like Pan-African, uh, sort of in the same vein of Julius Nyerere. And he uh, tried to do a lot of development and everything for his country before he was deposed um, so that they could send in the IMF and everybody else to <laughs> to raid the place. So the normal story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> but he was cool. Awesome. Okay. Maybe a future episode topic. Definitely. He's in the running. Okay, what was, I don't, I mean, I was just too young at the time. What's with Bush and the Haitians? I laughed at that. But. Well, you were zero years old, so, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> so, yes, very young. I was not old enough to know either, but this was uh, the Haitian refugee crisis. We, so, Haiti had a series of dictators that we had backed. What? We backed dictators? But we love freedom. Uh, it was, it was an honest mistake, just paperwork, you know, just... <laughs> filled out the wrong file and boom we were back in the dictator but then this guy came in uh aristide who was uh, a liberation theologist priest and was like do, kind of doing like social democratic stuff and reforms and and all this and and they didn't like him and of course the u.s kind of it depends on who you ask but like it does look like they basically support the the coup people in that uh, in overthrowing him. And, but then after, they're like, oh, no, 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 you got to reinstate the guy. Anyway, uh, when that happens, there's all these refugees pouring out of Haiti because everything's going terribly there. Uh, and Bush's policy was very strict on these guys. And he was like, send the Coast Guard in, interdict these ships, send them back to Haiti. And, and it was just very, you know, the U.S. military just like bearing down on on these rafts of people. Fuck. Okay. Who's this Geronimo person? This is Geronimo Pratt. Yes. Uh, so they say Geronimo G. Jaga Pratt. Uh, he was a member of the Black Panther Party. Oh, okay. Who 
was targeted by COINTELPRO. Yeah, also of course he was. Shout out in the song. Uh, <laughs> he was tried and convicted in 1972 for murder and served 27 years in prison, eight of which were in solitary. Jesus. For American listeners, you don't often get the translation of that. We just, you know, news places and stuff will just tell you so-and-so was in solitary confinement. This just means that he was tortured for eight years because that's what that is. Essentially, yeah, that is what that is. He was freed when his conviction was vacated because the prosecution concealed evidence that proved his innocence. (gasps) Fuck. Yeah. And then afterward, he continued to be a human rights activist. But, But, you know, when they're rapping here, that is while he's still in prison. Gotcha. Uh, they, they say in one of the lines, like A-Trap Brown with the situation, uh, A-Trap Brown being uh, a civil rights activist uh, who was at one point the chairman of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee and was also Minister of Justice uh, for like a, an alliance between SNCC and the Black Panther Party. Oh, okay. Cool. So overall, I love this song as a fiery opening to their to their musical output. I mean, yeah, this is explicitly communist. That's fucking amazing. All right, next song. Next song's called Not Yet Free. In this land I can't stand or sit and not get shit thrown up in my face. My brother never gets his props. I'm doing belly flops at the Department of Waste. And every day I pose a flat so nobody pulls my car and I got a mirror in my pocket and I practice looking hard. I'm looking behind me, beside me, ahead of me. There'll be no feet making tracks here instead of me. But I can't disregard just what the news says to me. I'm 21, so I've reached my life expectancy. At any minute, I could be in some shit that kills my skinny ass. From motherfuckers doing the sellout straight up, probably Oakland test. My relationship with OPD has been like one big this long on the law. Grips my dick so tight, it's hard to even piss, so I forgot ain't even got a pot to do it in. Up at the church, they're telling me it's because I live in sin, so I grin. But nevertheless, my mind won't dwell, I must be tripping, cause I thought I was living in hell. Capitalism is like a spider, the web is getting tighter, I'm struggling. Like a fighter, just do us loose as like a noose. Asphyxiation sets in. Just when I think I'm free, it seems to be the spider steps in. This web is made of money, made of greed, made of me. Oh, what I have become in a parasite economy. In the winter, there's a spinner with the smell of the- where to start. Where to start? There's a lot here. <laughs> um, this is one of those where I'm like, I can't believe they like let this go out. I mean, they're. <laughs> In a good way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so we probably won't sample that part of it, uh, mm-hmm. but it ends with them calling out various political leaders, police forces, <laughs> and, you know, uh, gunshot gun noises. audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I think what's interesting about this song is that it addresses both the system and its effects not just like in a to me this is like the boot is wet because it talks about how this the system of capitalism affects the community and turns them into people just fighting for survival yeah and then that's then weaponized by the system by capitalism and and the media and everyone Mm-hmm. Turns that around and says, well, this is what this group of people or this area of the town, this is what they're like. You know, this is what poor people are like is they have all these bad qualities about them. When it's like, actually, we're just struggling to, like, live. Definitely. But I agree. Capitalism 
is like a spider. It is like this noose setting in. It's constantly, mm-hmm. constantly finding new ways to make our lives worse. Yeah, not, not great. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else for that one? Uh, well, I like the section in verse two when he's talking about you know I'm his character is thinking of like how can I make a big move or I get a big score and get out of this and then it like shifts and he's like wait we got a lot of people like me and he says uh, it's you know the system currently is you've got all these poor people getting screwed over for the few rich and evil but it's but- illegal to wonder how they live in fat. It's illegal to, to to change that and to and to and to say, okay, well, what if what if us? What if we get together and get them? Right? Everybody get a get is what he's saying. Is like, let's all get together and get these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like how he even puts it. Like, it's illegal to even wonder, and and that is certainly true <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways. And that's what he talks about, kind of in verse three, when he was saying, like, even when I was a kid. You know, I'd root for the snipers and my teacher said mm-hmm. that that's bad, you know, and, and that's what you get is is, is in, in normal education. That's what you are taught is like, well, America, they're the good guys. And I mean, yeah, you're right about um, their their call outs are both uh, Democratic and Republican here. We got Bill Clinton. We got Al Gore. <laughs> we got Bush. <laughs> Ross Perot even wasn't Ross even Perot. on either He's like, ticket. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Pete Wilson? Former governor of California. Ah, that'll do it. That'll put you on the list. <laughs> did he do anything particular? I mean, I'm sure he did particularly I'm bad sure he things. Did bad things. <laughs> it's hard to be a governor and not do bad things. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that one's not yet free. Good one. And the final one on my list from this album is The Coup. Hello. Yes, I would like to speak to Boops from the rap group The Coup. It's the cool, and this is Boots. Speak. Well, my name is Dick Doolittle. I'm a reporter from Grime Magazine, and we'd like to comment on the tragic riot. Not a riot, it's a rebellion. Well, the tragic rebellion? Man, tragic for who? Well, there's havoc in the streets. The police have lost control over the people. Criminals are running free from jail. People are actually taking property from big businesses. It's complete chaos. That's not chaos, that's progress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that your comment? No, this is it. Check it out. It's the motherfucking seal you. To the ping, now you're fucking with the real dudes. Who will meet you with a fleet of brothers in the street? Getting drunk of liberation, fuck the Hennessy. Cause you clowned and kept us down for far too long. Now you're going up in smoke like Cheech and Chong. And the song I ain't the nigga is the Constitution. Niggas die, but Africans make revolution. So what happens when our people do not get their dues? Well, let's try it, there's a rise, we'll flip on the news. And let's go east to 98 years in no town. But let's just say for story's sake that it's in no town. A hundred brothers taking practice, one was Lord's Cutters. And now they're handing out free chicken and free peanut butter. Free food to the people, how it should be. But now let's go a few blocks over to 73. Channel 2 says that the mall, 12 cops got shot. Cause there's 800 sisters taking over East Mike. With nines and AKs doing the right thing like Spike Lee. And now they babies got free pampers every night, geese. Up at the schoolhouse, they said, motherfucker, hall pass. Until you teach it, you check it, we ain't going to class. You're teaching lies, we got wise, now we realize. There's no end to this road, you disguise the prize. So peep game, for real mental penetration. Our education's liberation. Foundation, and new day making change. Accumulating 
my great granddaddy anyway the liquor stores around but they're not selling bill l motherfucker selling molotov cocktails to the crew so light up a brew and this is what is meant by goddamn cool holy shit <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah that's incredible it's just a direct call for direct action revolution yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the very beginning. Starts with like a, I mean, let's be real, clearly white reporter asking mm-hmm. for a comment. <laughs> Example of the white voice used in Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Doolittle. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy that this was, what, 93? And they're mm-hmm. they're talking about the same things that are happening today of like, you know, the same characterization of protests as, you know, oh, this is just violence and, you know, out of control and they're stealing from businesses, that kind of thing. And, you know, he just lays it down. It's great. I like how he extends that to uh, like a, a cross sort of society here and that, you know, in the streets and redistributing and everything, but also in the schools, you know, in, in the schools yeah. saying like, hey, we're, we're, we're getting lied to we have to change this too. And that there's a role. Cause I mean, he, he understands that he played a role in that. And like you said, in his life did that like walkouts and stuff that should be one of the fronts. I mean, I'm very impressed with this because like it doesn't, it both doesn't shy away from like the violence needed in this kind of revolution. I mean, there's a lot of it happening, uh, a lot of gun talk, but there's also, he talks about things like giving food to kids and like, you know, I mean, just taking care of the community. Mm-hmm. Housing, food, uh, prison abolition. Taking yeah. of our factories. Yeah. Like, this is the fucking revolution. Like, guys, we got the plan. We are. Don't worry. The work's been done. <laughs> we just have to do this. Right. Well, that, you know, and that's <laughs> that's one of the critiques, I think, that somewhat of my more persuasion would, would mm. level is, this is really cool. This is good. Like, I mm-hmm. want this to happen. 
The question is, how do you get to that point? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because this is essentially general strike, anarcho-communism, seize it all at once, and do the damn thing. The question has to be, this is, this is fantastic. Are people just going to realize this? You know, probably not right now, but like eventually, can we raise consciousness enough to where people will join on board once this kicks off, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would listen to that idea and get very scared. Um, I just, I don't think the general public is there yet, you know? Uh, yeah, that's definitely true of our current condition. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just so atomized. We're just so out of touch with our own neighborhoods. We're out of, I mean, like, yeah. you know, if this kind of shit popped off right now, it'd be like, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> right. And it's a challenge enough to get this going in one's own neighborhood, but then to unite that with the rest of your city, the rest of your town wherever you mm-hmm. are right to get that broad enough yeah there's you know still like, like i mean in this song they're talking about different parts of town like reacting differently and 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 obviously the reporter at the beginning saying how is this happening you know this this terrible part of town is doing this that sort of thing but i mean it also references like spreading it to other cities too mm-hmm. so uh, a couple other things i liked here is that this is a a very early call out against trump I love that. <laughs> and DuPont. So yeah. great. A great characterization of the notion of property as just being stolen anyway. Mm-hmm. All of it. Yep. So <laughs> there you go. That's the coup. Love it. Love it. What's next? All right. So next we're moving forward one year to 1994. This one, actually, I was only going to mention the song on here just for time. Uh, this album's called Genocide and Juice. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a gin and juice, you can get <laughs> genocide and juice. And I wasn't going to really focus on any of the songs on here in terms of sampling them and talking about them, but I wanted to give a shout out to one of the songs here called Pimps, in parentheses, freestyling at the Fortune 500 Club. Okay. Because it's hilarious. So <laughs> the idea is... It's sort of a reverse, um, sorry to bother you, where J.D. Rockefeller and uh, John Paul Getty are like at this fancy party with everyone talking all fancy and everything, <laughs> right? Uh, and then they add, uh, they like have this thing where they can, they've been working on rap in authentic voices. And oh, so no. then, uh, you know, Boots Riley like raps as them uh, and they just like brag about how rich they are and how in charge of everything they are. <laughs> Uh, and the final verse on this one has a Trump character doing that same thing, but he does his in like reggae. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Definitely need to add that to my liked songs so I can listen later. That's great. There's not a lot of like, you know, real communist content in there. It was just funny. So, <laughs> okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> so check it out if you want. Maybe I'll put it on the playlist. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the next album that they released, though, was in 1998. It was called Steal This Album. The s- next song I wanted to play for us is called The Shipment. Make the money selling plastic. 
pouches. As mystical would say, my flowers covered with pouches. Absolutely, positively, can't do without it. The shipment is delivered. Come and get it if you got it. It ain't Indonesia, China, wine. Go ahead, copy, ate the line. Take my shit, we gon' have to fry. I'm always rolling dirty, so we actin' right. It ain't Dude, first off, I think this, you know, this is where you see that this album is much more produced or like, I don't know, he's developed, I think, or maybe it's just a style evolution, but. I think so. I, th- I think it's moving out of that, like, early 90s style into something else. Holy shit. I mean, let's just talk about our favorite part, which is probably what I'm going to be sampling. <laughs> the last part there? <laughs> yeah, that last, that last verse. Incredible. He's like, here, I've got you now. Hey, just let's let's talk about communism real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you make is 0.01% of what the boss makes. It, that's incredible. Like he just explains it. Like you're this guy's taking advantage of you. Like yeah. and if you want to try to fix it, like you can't just debate. Like you have to take it. If this ain't straight, you think you want to sit down and negotiate, you better have a crew to help you shut down his estate. Like like it's Fuck yeah. Like in some terms a union or in some terms just the masses, right? Like you have to have Mass popular force. Get a mob and take it. Incredible. Real quick. Yeah. Lilliputians? Lilliputians? Yeah, what is that? That's a Gulliver Travels references. They're oh, like the right, small that's right, that's guys. Right. I'm like, I've heard of this and I couldn't remember <laughs> why. Okay. Yeah. And basically he was saying like the cops are small fry if we have the masses together, mm-hmm. you know, if we're all together armed. And that's a big part of this, you know, kind of the scary part of this is armed communities that can defend themselves yeah i love it um i loved particularly like i i like the main hook for sure like that harmonica sound but i yeah. really love that kind of like smooth bass that they moved to for some of the verses i was like ooh, that's sexy yeah I loved it yeah it's like funky yeah this is one of those times where i'm just like <laughs> like kind of mad that someone is so multi-talented like okay so you can like write and direct movies and also like you're really good at rapping like okay leave some talent for the rest of us uh, we're, we're resorting to shit posting um <laughs> yeah all i could do is into the podcast <laughs> and i don't care about sound quality because i mean fuck it <laughs> yeah no this is super dope uh, also shout out to the palestinians in this one yes love that I mean, I'm going to be adding all this shit to my rotation. This is great. Yeah, this is going to go on my Songs of the People playlist for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's also like good getting shit done music. Like, it's, it's just got a good beat. I'm very into it. Yeah, this one's driving for sure. Uh, the next one I have on my list is called 20,000 Gun Salute. That's a lot of guns. <laughs> the filthy rich bastards want to milk your ass faster. Aspa. No salvation coming from the damn past. old ladies play canasta under roots of crack plaster. Little kids up in the trap for discarded Dutch masses. Dead partners on mirror walls. Homeless kids taking baths up a gas station. You're a Shit, the system can't cure it all. If everybody had a job, the stock value should have fall. Honey million next slash. So these bastards can make sure that they check cash. Let's get masses away. Struggle as the rest left. Who's just how we go? Army a down motherfucker, shit we try to recruit 
Extremely impressive. I'm not even going to know which verse to cut. So, like, we might have to play a lot of that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one also dope. Odd start with the Beavis and Butthead a little bit, but uh, sure, but it why got not? Going. I mean, again, really doing a great job of laying out the essential problem and the only solution. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. like your boss is taking advantage of you. People are going hungry. You know, it's just like all all the problems that are evident in society, um, and saying like, "Hey, we're we're abolitionists. Like we're fucking we're here to stop this shit." Yeah. This all ties back to the same thing, right? Over you know, the the carceral state, all these social ills, it all ties back to people aren't getting what they need because some people are robbing everyone else. Capitalism, right? And so he's 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 like, and I love this part where he says, you know, basically, they are not going to do anything if you don't force them to, and they're going to lock you up if you try to force them alone. Yeah, I, I love that line. If you're going, if you do it by yourself, you'll end up in a cage. Like that's that is a great point. Like you can't just be one person. Yeah, you have to be part of a movement. I'm just so impressed that a song can like literally say wage struggle as direct classes, and you know, like talking about seizing ownership of the phone companies. Like that's impressive. Yeah, to put this all in, in a lyrical, in a lyrical way. Yeah, there's no other word for it. It's just badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fucking cool. Uh, the next one I have is is a combo. Um, okay. And we'll we'll uh, we'll listen through. I think both of them. The first part is like a skit sort Ooh, of thing okay, which they used go. to have in. I know. Rap I know about skits. <laughs> I'm not that young. Uh, which is do my thing, and then this it it'll lead into the song. Piss on your grave. <laughs> I hope it's Kissinger's. Uh, well, yet. he wasn't dead at the time. So I know. He's still not. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so excited for that. Maybe he will be pissing. by the time we release this. One can only <laughs> dream. If you are dead by this point, Kissinger, then this part goes out to you. <laughs> That'll be a hell of a thing to happen. Let's just, you know, fuck it. Let's, <laughs> speak, let's take a gamble. Speak it into existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Manifest your dreams. <laughs> right. It's important to have dreams. All right, here we go. While you was eating T-bone steaks and palatial steaks on neighbor gates that automate so those you hate could only spectate. I was kissing my mate through iron grapes while the guards wait. 50 cent rate for making license plates. My paper make his shake. My break from 808 weights. Over breaks. Dug out of crates and sack from weight as a vinyl plate. Good work. Today back it can impress. Can't lactate. You laughing to the bank, smiling, showing all your black plates. Contesting, contesting. One, two, three. Never should have been put in the penitentiary. Boots from the coop would like to say, I'll show these food stamps down your throat just to block your airway, and that's the fairway. Cause every day you're on the move. I mentioned military killing millions till you're low on ammunition. Bodies beyond recognition, twisting complex position, and the kids working your factories and dying malnutrition. See your net profit stats, hold some murderous facts. But if you listen to the news, you might have heard of a flack. You got us hurting in shacks, I got the permanent tax. How about the one for when I bust my ass and you relax? I hit your head with an axe, play soccer with your brain To make it official, slice your jugular vein Still writing songs that my mama could sing And if you feel some yellow drips on your skull, it ain't rain
gave a fuck. He forces black women slaves to give them dick sucks. And when he busts a nut, he laughing crackle. Let the leather whip crackles in the back of the tobacco. Shackle wouldn't give a meal, so it's home to stack bills. Fall on flat lands and heels to keep the British up the field. Skrill, kept Washington dumping them in ditches. So slave only son of a bitches can keep their riches. Which is how the war got funded with two centuries of Jews. A black slave bodies and the profits they produce. You could deduce that these men might win. Fit right in and make right then. Just for rich white men. So they quit fighting and wrote up a declaration. Protect the decoration for their business operations. A guerrilla pippin' nation. No freedom, just savage. The whole world rabbit from their hunger for the cabbage. Your fifth period history teacher telling lies like a tweaker. Up this song through the speaker. What they face get weaker. Let's say righteous and they kicking the facts. They gon' smile cause this shit is on wax. One thing I got to ask George Washington down in hell. Can you see me? I'm standing on your grave and I'm fist to take a Amazing. I mean, we should blast this at every asshole funeral for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, man. Since we're not going to play the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. This is preceded by the do my thing part is they're like, they've snuck into a movie. They get kicked out. They're really hungry. They're looking for something to eat, you know, and they go to this church because there's a lot of people there, but it's a funeral. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is this rich asshole guy. And so they sneak in pretending to be the organist and the guy carrying the organist. Uh, also that Boots Riley can get in there and take a piss. It's amazing. It's so good. Oh, okay. This one might be my favorite. I like in the first verse when he's talking about the military, you know, all these. And this is when we mentioned Kissinger earlier. This reminiscent of that. <laughs> For uh, sure. You know, all this carnage that you wrought around the world you know or if you're a titan of industry you're you're funding that for one but for you're also sure. that's all there to de- to defend the empire that makes you rich you know so that kids can work in your factories and die of malnutrition i i love the section about the founding fathers and just like hey fuck these guys they're all slave owners and rapists and just profiting off of of black bodies and like it the lies were all told in in history class except for this one (laughs) yeah that whole section i actually put that in my notes the entire second verse (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing because very good that that is that is all 100 percent true and and honestly it's actually hard as a a history teacher to get a little bit of that in just because you can't really come out too hard on it but like there's acceptable points you can now when I was a kid, you couldn't. You had to kind of obliquely. Teachers would say, well, th- there's, you know, some people say, but it's not really proven. And mo- most people don't believe that, like, Jefferson <laughs> had children with his sl- with his slaves. You know, and now you can be uh-huh. like, no, he, he did. did. <laughs> and they were this old. And, you know, you, you can do that whole thing. Um, Jackson used to get a more heroic treatment, like, when we oh, were coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's pretty much okay to just be like, okay, yeah, he did a genocide. Like he did. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> will be, will be like, wow, that's really bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so at least that's changing a little bit, but. Yeah. Yeah. Low bar, but sure. <laughs> I particularly like the last verse as well. Um, I, I love the phrasing of like, you're not in the budget. <laughs> it costs too much to let your rich ass inhale. I fucking love that. Yeah. Don't let fascist breathe our new freedom air that's from a woody guthrie song oh back in the day the battle of harama is what that's called 
after uh, the Spanish Civil War battle at Harama. Of course. But it's like a redone song from uh, the old folk song, Red River Valley. Anyway, just want to make me think of is like, yeah, you know what? We want to build this world for everyone, but not for like the fascists, not for like these assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes logical sense of like, hey, we have these people who are taking up all of the resources and we should just get rid of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, next one is called Swervin. going to be hard to pick just one verse there <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh um i mean a great example of of police brutality and harassment i think my favorite line from that is is it a war on drugs or just my community yeah this notion of i mean he's just being materialist about this right and saying like well mm-hmm. why are people dealing drugs why 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 do we have this whole thing going on it's not because people have these inherent natures or they're just you know vice-filled creatures or anything like that like it's because you know there would be no dope slinging if mcdonald's paid right and who gets arrested for this even though it's the ruling class and at times like literally the cia bringing in drugs to this country yeah i mean i'm i just started reading end of policing i just got i got my dallas library card nice and yeah so now i'm on like their little online app thing uh like libby or whatever very easy recommend shout out to your local library um so yeah this is a great pairing for that yeah that's i don't know that's to me this whole thing and then later when he talks about employ employment was going to be found one way or the other right so it's like yeah the, the, the factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like basically using prisons as slave labor to get things produced super cheaply, calling it cleaning up the streets, but really just finding a new way to exploit people or to hyper-exploit people. Yeah, definitely packing them in to make microchips for $2 a week. Like, Actually happens, yeah. 
Yep. We got slave labor, guys. All right. That concludes our album, Steal This Album. All right. Our next one, the album is called Party Music. This is the one with the infamous cover. (laughs) Great. The new cover is just like a guy holding a flaming martini glass. A lot less cool. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) There's a song on there that I wanted to mention. It's funny. You should listen to it, but it doesn't have like a lot for us to feast on. So much as just being funny. Uh, It's called Five Million Ways to Kill a CEO. Yeah, that's the one I'm hovering over for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Which just kind of goes over different ways to to kill people basically it's it's funny i mean we can listen to it i don't know if there's a lot to talk about on it (laughs) that's okay i'll listen to it later i'm I'm excited okay (laughs) the next one i wanted to listen to uh is called wear clean draws okay you know you're my cookie baby and you're too smart i could read it in the lines of your school art true heart i mean courage express with care go on draw them superheroes with the curly hair my daughter, my love, more than kin to me. This for you and the woman that you finna be. Tell that boy he's wrong, girls are strong. Next time I show and tell, play a Mars song. Tell your teacher I said princesses are evil. How they got all their money was they kill people. If somebody hit you, hit them back. Then negotiate a peace contract. Life is a challenge and you gotta team up. If you play house, pretend that the man clean up. You too busy with the other things you gotta do. When you start something now, remember follow through. Later on, you gon' blossom like a lotus. You'll get in the boys, and the boys gon' notice. It don't matter who you do it with. Just remember when I tell you, baby, you the shit. <laughs> Handshakes are promises, lies can spoil it. Words should be bind and sealed. Wash your hands after using the toilet. Brush after every meal, and also. Like the sun when it raises. Thank you for adding beauty to my phrases. Handshakes of promises, lies can spoil it. Worship. That's so good. I love this. I love how it starts off as this like very sweet tribute to like a baby girl. Like here's what you need to know about the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns into wear clean underwear in case you die. Uh, <laughs> and also, I'm gonna teach you about the revolution while you're here. <laughs> yeah, fuck the patriarchy, you know, be a full on, full part of the revolution, 
I didn't know about their logo. I hadn't seen this in the things I had looked at before for some reason. Have you seen it? No, I haven't really paid attention to it. All right. Let me copy it. Let me put it in the chat. This is the logo he was describing. Oh, yeah. It is a lady with a gun. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, this this is in 2001, really. It's, it's, it's got a gender binary to it, but I do like its, its you know, feminist uh, message. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's it's really, it, it's nice that he's addressing that. And I mean, even the logo thing, like we didn't notice it until then. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. And just specifically talking to to women in the community and saying like, hey, like you definitely have a place here. Don't let people tell you you don't. Right. Yeah. If they try to get you like, fuck them, you know, like. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's I love that. And always good advice. <laughs> wear clean drawers. Okay, can do. <laughs> In case you die. I gotta throw out my ones with the holes in them. <laughs> you don't want to be laying there waiting for the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next song we've got on the list is from this album called Ride the Fence. I'm anti-theory, anti-truck, anti-gun, shit won't bust. Anti-scorpion day, anti-my essence, anti-sporting them, anti-depressant, but I'm not pro-popping I'm pro and pro stopping and FBI operatives who professional the black man pounds and hand you a sentence that you can't pronounce. I'm also anti-narco, anti-vice, 911 wants the anti-Christ, they anti-social point M16, cause I'm anti-the anti-nigger machine. Proletary, funkadelic, parliamentarian, pro-revolt in the 21st century, pro-running up and shopping, saying fuck it all. But bring the people with you, that's the protocol, it's pretty drunkful like jailbreaks. The whole world is anti-United States. So check it out, anticipate the shine of venom And move your inner body to this revolution rhythm We gon' be fucking with them Pro-union, but most lost they bite Anti-motherfuckers crossing a strike Take a look around and be for or against But you can't do shit if you riding the fence Ride the fence Show you what I mean. I'm anti-republican and democratic. If they self-destruct, that's anti-climatic. Tired of being honey like an antelope. Take the system by the throat. That's the antidote. So I pose a proposition. Take a look, be in support of opposition. To be proactive, proceed with confidence. Cause you know that you can't change shit by riding the fence. Another banger, guys. Yeah, he's got a big list of things he's anti and things he's pro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, anti-imperial is the first one. That's a great start. Yeah, 
that's something you should lead off the gate. Like that should be number one <laughs> in your should... Tinder profile. I'm an anti-imperialist. Anti-imperialist, for sure. <laughs> Would swipe whatever the correct direction is on that. I think it's right. I didn't do the apps, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're too old <laughs> to begin the training. I love that there's a Cuba shout out. Yes, with some Spanish in there. That was so awesome. Just pro Cuba. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I, I also, I just like the general message of like riding the fence like you don't want to be like you have to pick a side whose side are you fucking on like classic classic shit exactly yeah i like how he called he said the whole world is anti-united snakes Mm -hmm. that's interesting (laughs) that's a good one if you ever want to piss off conservative relatives you can call it the united snakes see what they say (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was fucking good uh yeah totally if you need you know a list of things to be for or against there you go. That's it. <laughs> pretty, pretty good platform right there. Yeah. Like, this is what we we should be about. <laughs> yeah. Into it. Although I do like my antidepressants. I would like to keep those. So, but I did say snorting them, which... I don't think you should snort them. I'm not a doctor, but... Right, yeah, this, that's why I was like, I guess he's not being anti-mental there. <laughs> You're not, probably not supposed to do that. Probably not. It can't be effective. <laughs> the next one I got is called Heaven Tonight. the biggest religious head not my area of expertise 
But I mean, I think this does a good job of showing the potential issue you can get when religion is used as a, hey, I know you're suffering right now, but like, it's going to be cool later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The old version of this song was called The Preacher and the Slave. Oh, yeah. This is the song that's like, you'll get pie in the sky when you die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a significant way that Christianity was packaged to slaves. It's exactly the same message. It's it's people tell you, hey, wait till the afterlife. Wait till, you know, then you'll, your suffering will be repaid. And yeah, it will. But why not? Like he says in the last line there. Just in case they're wrong, let's make heaven right here. I love that. And I love the details about, you know, what would happen if we win. Like, you know, we're not going to be famous, but like, we'll have power and heat and healthcare and education, like all a garden and small class sizes. Like these are, it's insane to have to dream about those things, but that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're, the, the world we're fighting to build. Yeah. You don't get any closer by hoping, you know, or mm-hmm. by saying, well, but my suffering is just like mm-hmm. the goal is to end your suffering like, and to do that. You're going to have to take action. It's basically what he's saying. Yeah. I, I really like this one. And it's also very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last one from Party Music. Moving on. We have one song from the album Pick a Bigger Weapon from 2006. Oh, I read that as Pick a Bigger Woman. <laughs> and I was like, well, cool. Well, you can do that too. <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> uh, uh, and the song that I wanted to play here is called Ass Breath Killers. And it's funny, but it's also cool and good. It's a long album. Jesus. This is when they used to make albums like long. Yeah. Now you have like <laughs> eight songs on an album. I know I sound like an old person. <laughs> Deal with it. Some confused ass breath with strong halitosis It's been hundreds of years since the first diagnosis By the African doctor Mwangi Masoi Known in the States as Mr. Thomas's boy He found that preventing this affliction was lost With the mention of the phrase, I'm Yassa Boss When that phrase was uttered, many stomachs were wrenched Some jumped in the Atlantic to escape the stench He noted ass breath came from kissing ass a lot To be the boss's night normal like Lancelot But the Masoi years later, before he was hanged Developed pills with the taste of lemon meringue Made from ground gunpowder of Haitian slaves And swept from Seminoles who just wouldn't behave He tested first on young Nat from the Turner Plantation Then sent a batch off to the French-speaking nation It should also be noted a bottle of it was found In the clinched dead hand of the white John Brown Every time it went round, new people would find it They would take their essence, put it in and grind it In Russia, Africa, Asia too Mao say tongue, make the flavors new In Cuba, the people make new shipments Of this peel that is on the FDA shit list They say it's not recommended to take before dinner with supervisor presidents of such type centers take this peel and say what you wish you said it hardens backbone they might wish you did and it's not to be confused with courage juice which we drank in chains and we still ain't loose these pills really should be taken in groups because ass breath motherfuckers move with truth mlk took half a pill procrastinated once he took a whole pill they assassinated take ass breath killers to really get down wherever rocks fire and struggle are found that old outro there, um, the last little bit, it kicks, they like take it uh-huh. and it kicks oh, in. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And some supervisor kind of comes over and is like, hey, what are you guys supposed to be doing? <laughs> um, and he says, 
I'm supposed to be dragging my foot out your motherfucking ass. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, I love this metaphor. I think it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but also really good. Like, the, the concept is you take a pill that gets rid of your ass breath. Ass breath coming from, I mean, kissing ass. Kissing ass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So just talking about how, like, yeah, some people are going to fucking suck up to these assholes and be on their side. Defend him like Lancelot. I thought that was good. <laughs> and yeah, I, I love this. Um, I, I love all the references. Yeah, how history is full of examples that of people who did not, you know, go along with this. And it's so easy in our day and age to be like, oh, well, you know, when that was the time. Or, oh, you know, they hadn't figured it out yet. Lots of people had. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, John Brown gets a shout out here. Love that guy. Um, I mean, again, Cuba, uh, Mao, like saying like, yeah, like you said, like this is not a, it's not a one time crazy idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. This has been going on since, you know, so long ago. I mean, he mentions the, the Seminoles that fought the Seminole War mm. uh, to basically the other uh, tribes in the region had been kicked out already, had agreed uh, to follow the treaty and move and move out. And they, they fought back and were like, no. They nearly get wiped out, but their survivors do did actually like carve out an area of Florida that like stayed theirs for a long time. Haiti, obviously, yeah. Uh, the Nat Turner Rebellion. Uh, so yeah, all these all these different instances of people. I like the Martin Luther King bit. Yeah, he took half a pill, and then when he took the whole one, they killed him. Very true. Once he started organizing. In terms of anti-war, in terms of uh, labor unions. That was not going to work for them. Leading a sanitation strike. That's when they killed him. <laughs> yep. Not a fucking coincidence. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. That one's ass breath killers. Very good. <laughs> All right. Next up is we're moving to the next album called Sorry to Bother You. But it's not like the soundtrack one. Yeah, yeah. They have two, right? Yeah, so this one's from before the movie was a thing. Mm-hmm. This is what he was initially kind of working with. Like, he was doing, you know, he couldn't really make a film at the time. Yeah, it took him a long time to get it going. Yeah. He was kind of like playing around with an album. The song I wanted to play on this one first is uh, is Strange Arithmetic. <laughs> Of hunger and theft, 
Mortar shells off an echo after cashing the checks. In geography classes, borders, mountains, and rivers. But they will never show the line between the takers and givers. Algebra is that unique occasion in which a school can say that there should be a balanced equation. And this statistics is the tool of the complicitous that everybody's with it. And you're the only critic and I'm teaching. My pen is up. This one's great. It's really just taking a task, the education system and how it is rooted in upholding the current power structure. Yeah, it's capitalist. I mean, yeah, it is one of the few, you know, social goods that we provide publicly still. But since it's run through the state, it definitely shows that in a lot of the things that it does and that's what he's calling out you know yeah i mean my favorite line is economics is the symphony of hunger and theft that's beautiful and it's it's really accurate because like economics has this cold way of being like well this is supply and this Mm -hmm. is demand and this is your natural rate of unemployment and it's like when you're talking about unemployment that's what you're talking about hunger you know when you're talking about Profits and GDP, that's what you're talking about, is theft. Yeah, we have a system that is set up to fail a certain amount of people. Yeah. His last line of the third verse there, if your school won't teach you how to fight for what's needed, they're teaching you to go through life and get cheated. I mean, yeah. It's like, it's, a lot of it is, is it's not just like letting things happen, but school is kind of also one of its hidden messages not like a subliminal thing or anything. It's just like part of the whole structure is how to like comply and like how to. How to obey, how to work within a system. And hopefully how to believe in that system. Definitely. Some sort of buy in and think that you are on the same side as, you know, the people in charge. Yeah, there's definitely some. Uh, it's probably not as, like you said, not as forced these days, but there's definitely a, a big sprinkle of patriotism sprinkle in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so Strange Arithmetic. It's really good. Got a really great beat, too. Yeah, and I like how it kind of felt punky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we're going to listen to The Guillotine. Mm, I'm interested All right. Let's do it. Let's check it out. We want to thank you for flying with us. 
We know you could've stayed home, just cried and cussed Mail your guns go off if it's time to bust Mail they tanks have time to rust They got the armies turning bullets into gold They got the hookers turning tricks into coal And every time the police kicks in the dough An angel gas breaks dips in the O And even if a D-boy flips in my O It ain't enough to buy shit anymore Sleep in the doorway, piss on the floor Look in the sky, wait for missiles to show It's finna blow, cause they got the TV We got the truth They own the judges and we got the proof We got hella people, they got helicopters They got the bombs and we got the We got the We got the It's exciting to think about. It's like the revolutionary moment, you know, and it doesn't shy away. I mean, it's called <laughs> the guillotine, and it's just singing about that. But yeah. it's like not just a glorification of violence. Like it's it's the guillotine being this symbol of like, you know, and like uh, the masses taking power. Yes. I, I think is what's lost on people. People see it as like, oh, you just like blood and stuff, and it's like this is an equal like like cutting the head off of the system and cutting the heads off the people in charge of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the lines about they have helicopters, but we have hella people like we, we have the numbers and like you may, you may have all this advanced stuff, but like using the guillotine as yeah, a symbol of mass action. Yeah. Because like it's it itself is not a powerful weapon. (laughs) It's just a big ass knife. Yeah. If you have a ton of people to drag somebody to it, you know, yeah, that's and true. that's where it's its threat comes from is the is the people itself. I like the bridge line that is, don't talk about it. It's not a show. Yeah, be about it. It's about to blow. Yeah, that was good. Called us out. Yeah, for real. Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, I just talk about it, <laughs> but I'll be there when it's about to blow. Yeah, yeah, we'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought this one is just an exciting like moment of the revolution yeah, song right yeah now if you're tired of working so they can play a common enemy we got one all right uh last one that i want to play for us uh is called long island iced tea neat which sounds real chill it does sound chill let's see i mean with the neat sounds kind of weird but <laughs> i have a long island iced tea neat or whatever kind of put the back in my seat because a little earlier we was out in that street the police tried to smash and they felt defeat you know they got no idea what they done unleashed keep my card open but it's done deceit them thieves want to talk when they cash decrease 
Here's a toast to the folks who let action speak. But the way my heart's thumping, I already levitate Cause a little earlier we made the whole earthquake When we shut that shit down and had the ball side rake We are only a fetus, we are modeling the shape We gon' make a masterpiece out of all the mistakes But man, I'm too damn drunk to continue this debate Cause I cannot take it late and I need to urinate Cause as far as rap go, he the motherfucking dude Let the record reflect that today we lit a fuse If I take one more shot, I'm dancing on the bar new Hey, hey, you talking in my ear? We're like hella amplitude Every little fight could build up on a big feud Today we struck a blow for all us in summer too But the thousands of people got me drunker than the booze yeah, I, I do like the progression of their sounds I, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking love early 90s rap It's amazing um but i mean it is, it's interesting that they're like incorporating more guitars and stuff like yeah it's it's very different but it's really good yeah uh and so this one this is a song you gotta save for once shit's actually happening and you're kicking back after a long day of revolutionary activity <laughs> after the guillotine we all have long island sounds great yeah. i'm there <laughs> I love the, I don't know, the imagery, you know, he's like recalling like how awesome it was to go out there and beat the police, you know, um, shutting their workplace down and, and their boss's impotence in that. Fuck yeah. In that moment. The last line too, the thousands of people got me drunker than the booze, like the revolutionary like spirit there, you know, lifting you up. I love that. And I, I think that's a consistent theme in his work is he talks a lot about like drugs and alcohol and religion and all these things being used to soothe uh, suffering people and turning away from those things, not like in a, you know, like a Puritan sense. Yeah, in a Puritan and like a shame on you kind of way. But in a like, hey, like if we address the system, we wouldn't need all those things to keep us mollified. Right. There's a better, like there's a more fulfilling way to get those feelings. Yeah. That's the last one I have for you. The, the soundtrack, the Sorry to Bother You soundtrack from 2018 uh, doesn't really, uh, to me, in my opinion, doesn't really cover new ground in terms of our purposes here. So... I didn't really see anything that we really need to get into. It was more like focused on providing a good soundtrack for the movie. Uh, but the movie was doing the talking <laughs> in in that. So it wasn't, you know. Wasn't center stage. Yeah. Well, cool. That was awesome. I'm definitely going to start listening to this. I'll probably throw it on this week just as I'm doing more research for other things. So, yeah, that'll be great. Excellent. It's just refreshing to hear music address this and you know again we're just we're so starved for that content here in the states that it's like wow you said it you said it out loud you don't have to be coy about it <laughs> right yeah there's so many things that's like oh he's kind of hinting that like war is bad mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> okay <laughs> or like oh you supported bernie sanders like okay low bar <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so yeah it's just it's interesting to like hear an explicitly communist artist say explicitly communist things like it's cool and like even if if boots thought you know later that that was too on the nose i mean i loved it i keep it on the nose it's where it belongs it's a good nose <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm of that mind too you know i agree with you though i like the evolution of their sound to kind of keep up with things mm -hmm. got a little punkier 
Yeah. And, and just kind of changing things up and even within, you know, cause we're pulling selections here, but there's a lot of different directions that we, you know, and we kind of saw that as some of them were like smoother, kind of like an R and B selection. Some of them were more just traditional rap sort of thing. Some of them had a lot of brass going in the, so, you know, they're versatile, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, incredibly talented on a musical level, on a lyrical level, I, and even like the other members, I think are super talented. Like E Rock was great. Uh, Pam, oh my god, I love Pam. Great name. <laughs> yeah. Great record scratches. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I stand Pam. What are we doing next week? Uh, next week we're going to be talking about a form of agriculture uh, developed in Cuba. It still goes on in Cuba, um, and we'll kind of get into the details of kind of how it was set up and what it looks what it looked like over time and what it looks like now and kind of how that spread it's something called organoponicos organoponicos okay great i am looking forward to it me too okay should be good yay <laughs> <laughs> all right talk to you then all right see you bye Hey there, comrades. Just jumping in to remind you of all of our social media. We are on Twitter at Teach Communism, Instagram at Teach Me Communism. You can shoot us an email. That's teachmecommunism at gmail.com. Any of those places are good to send us an episode suggestion or a question, anything you think would be useful feedback for us or just your admiration. If you want to admire us in a public manner, and you should, you can go to Apple Podcasts to give us a review. It is the best way to help people find the show. Love when people write and review us. Please do both. We are also on YouTube if that's how you prefer to listen to podcasts, or if you know someone that's the only way they'll listen to podcasts, send them to our page. And we have a Patreon. For five bucks a month, you get access to our notes for each week's episode, including the backlog of notes, which is a very handy resource for up-and-coming commies. And at the end of the year, all of the funds from Patreon will be given to local mutual aid in the DFW area. So, ain't going to line our pockets. Finally, we have merch. Check us out at Tee Public. You can find shirts and I believe also stickers and magnets and all kinds of fun stuff with catchphrases from the show or episode art, stuff like that. The link to that store is in the show notes, so check that out. Okay, that's all the internet. Join us next time for another episode of Teach Me Communism, where the class struggle is always in session. Bye, y'all.